Welcome into a toast to film. I'm one of your hosts, Evo, and at the time of this recording, it is Super Bowl Sunday. I'm very excited when I get off work watching the game. Two very good teams, Chiefs. I mean, they're currently the Patriots, it would seem. And then the 49ers, very good team the past couple of years. Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, you know, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, my man. So I just hope it's a very good game tonight. I personally would like to see the Niners just because, you know, That'd be pretty cool. Have Mr. Irrelevant as a Super Bowl champion. But even if the Chiefs win, I mean, they're just out here killing it. Patrick Mahomes, phenomenal. Travis Kelsey, phenomenal. Everybody on the team, phenomenal. Andy Reid, you know, one of the all-time best coaches. So either way, I think it's going to be a good game. But I I got to say, I'm pulling a little bit for the Niners, so we'll see. But guys, we are not talking about football this episode. We are actually talking about some ladies today because we'll be reviewing three films, all with leading ladies. Um, Scrambled, a new, you know, kind of midlife crisis type film. And then we have Fitting In, which is a coming of age story. And then we have Out of Darkness, which is a kind of you know, horror film set in the prehistoric times. And then I'm going to be ending with top five ladies you need to check out this year. But I am toasting with a full throttle because I got a long day ahead of me. So I need all the energy I can get and full throttle to me is the best of the best. Let's go ahead and get these reviews. So first up, we got Scrambled. So this is written by directed by and starring Leah McKendry. So I went into this, you know, it's about a 34-year-old woman. She's kind of at a point in her life where she's questioning a lot of things about herself, her choices, her future. And, you know, me being at the time also 34, like, you know, I get it. Like, you got to make a lot of decisions. And she has decided she is going to freeze her eggs. And let me tell you, this young lady, she has some of the craziest, you know, expressive faces. And my issue with it, though, is this film is all about cursing and awkward humor. But nothing really, like, strong writing-wise. And, I mean... Me and Trey talk about this all the time. He usually gets flustered by, like, some things that don't make sense. I typically don't. I just don't even think about it. But this woman has a house, like a nice house, you know, in what seems to be a very good neighborhood. And she has no job. She just is this, like, failing Etsy seller. Can't make any sales. And she's just so childish. And I don't know. uh, You know, she's sleeping around a lot, but she's not enjoying it. I was surprised she is, you know, shows her body a lot in this film, which is surprising considering, you know, she wrote it, directed it. So she was like, yeah, this is what's happening. This is what the scene needs. 
But there's some decent, you know, other things happen. Andrew Santino plays her brother. You've heard him at a lot of things. You know, his podcast and all that. He's he's decent. And then I will say, I liked Clancy Brown as her dad just because, you know, we're so used to seeing him be like these over-the-top characters or, you know, fanatical monsters, things like that. So just to see him be a dude, I I really enjoyed that. But Scrambled, it's one of these things, it's it's not a terrible film, but it's just not a good film. It should have went to streaming. I think it'll do decent on streaming. Um, but overall, I would give it like a 2.5 cheers. You know, it's not it's not abysmal, but there are a lot better things you could spend your time on. So next up is Fitting In. So this was written by Molly McGlynn and directed by her. And I think it's funny that we had Lisa Frankenstein come out the same week, which was written by Diablo Cody. And at the beginning of Fitting In, there's a quote, Hell is a teenage girl, which is something Diablo Cody put in Jennifer's body. So I thought that was kind of cool. But um, this has Maddie Ziegler playing Lindy. And Lindy has a rare um, reproductive syndrome called MRKH. She's essentially missing a uterus, has an underdeveloped vagina. Like, it's, you know, very something very rough for a 16-year-old girl to suddenly become aware of when she's navigating her life, navigating, you know, coming of age, navigating men, women. So, thought that was pretty, you know, interesting plot. Went into this. Um, Maddie Ziegler as Lindy, very good. I also really liked um, Emily Hampshire, who plays her mom. She her she plays kind of one of those young moms who's not, you know, she's trying to be like her best friend. But they have some really, you know, good moments. And then I like Kai Griffin as Jax. And in real life, they are non-binary and intersex. And their character in this is non-binary and intersex. And I thought... Did a very good. Has a great costume at one point during the costume party. This is definitely geared to a younger generation, I would say. You know, young people exploring their sexuality, but more set, you know, in the 2020s. Um, and this poor girl, like I said, she she's just trying her best. She doesn't know what she wants because, I mean, she's young. And then she gets this discovery about, you know, her condition. And, you know, I'll tell you, Sis is an athlete. And, you know, she goes to work when she finds out, hey, you know, this is like any other muscle. You got to work on it. And, you know, she'd be busting it. There's like a whole montage where she's like exploring herself. And, uh, but I will say, like, can we just get one romance movie where there's no cheating like scrambled had cheating this movie has cheating like i love rom-coms but the one thing i always say why do there's always have to be cheating even movies i really like like the choice there's cheating in it we got we gotta get rid of this um you know this movie unlike scrambled since it's characters portraying you know high school students there's a lot of sex and sex talk, but not really any nudity to speak of. 
like there's a scene a shower where everything is blocked and then you know the lead character like snapchat someone a picture of her butt like that's about as outrageous nudie wise as this gets and there was a really sweet moment where you know maddie zeigler's lindy made breakfast for her mom and i really enjoyed that i thought that was a very endearing moment fitting in i think is definitely better than scrambled but at the same time i don't think it's something that needs to be in theaters i think it would have been fine on streaming and when this goes streaming i definitely say check it out because it's like i said it's a very sweet movie so i would give fitting in like a three three point two out of five cheers it's a it's a good film check it out all right next up we have out of darkness and this is brought to us by Andrew Cumming and this movie essentially we have some like prehistoric people who are navigating and they come they build a boat and then come to a place that's barren and so they're trying to find food you know they're on the point of starvation and originally you're you get a different feel you know you think that this uh, Chukumodu as Adam, you think that he is going to be the lead. But it ends up actually being Sophia Oakley-Green as Bea, who ends up being the lead character. And like I said, these people are starving, and they're navigating, and then there's something out there, something that is killing them. And so they're having to... You know, they're not only starving, but now they also face this, you know, immediate threat. And I thought this movie, the plot was very good. And I think it's cool. They use, like, um, AI to create an artificial language for these prehistoric people. I don't know, like, what the term would be. You know, cavemen, Neanderthals. I don't know what they'd be. But, you know, they're people and they're in prehistoric time. There you go. And this group you know everybody seems decent my problem is this movie was too high fluting, you know for its own good this is a very simple movie but they tried to make this our tour statement with it with the score with all these like wide shots of you know the vast wilderness and i'm just like we don't need that this is like cave people fighting something in the woods like People need to accept making dumb movies dumb. And accept that that's a good thing. That means that you're going to get a lot of people. When you try and go out with something like this, guess what? You're going to leave a lot of people behind. It's just going to happen. But it's not a terrible movie. Once again, though, this should have been streaming. Just because, I mean, honestly, this feels like something that would be on Apple+. Plus. It's okay. Like I said, it has a decent script, good twist, but you just got to put up with a lot of fluff and unnecessary. So it's it's decent, but it's not enjoyable would be the best way. So I think I would rate this one around like a 2-4, a maybe 2-6 at the most. Just because, like I said, it's decent, but it's not great. But, speaking of great, let's get into our top 
five. And that is top five ladies that you need to pay attention to for the rest of 2024. So, of course, you know, me and Trey, we love us some, uh, you know, we love some honorable mentions. So I have a few honorable mentions before we get into the top five. So, honorable mentions, uh, Rebel Moon the Scar Giver. This is the part two to Rebel Moon. Sophia Butella, you know, I think she did good. We got to see how it finishes. We got to see if people still care. Like, she was in uh, Argyle. She was in Kingsman. So, she's putting in the work. This is her first big time. Got mediocre reviews for part one. So, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o and A Quiet Place Day One. This is turning into a gangbuster franchise. And this looks like it's going to be the biggest one, like, scale-wise to date. So, let's see how she does in that one. Emily Blunt and the Fall Guy. I think this movie looks like just a hilarious good time. And um, Lady Gaga in Joker 2. I'm very excited to see, you know, what comes in that movie. I think she's great. I think that Joaquin Phoenix, he did very good in the first Joker. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens with that. But now, the official top five so number five i have anya taylor joy in furiosa as the titular character and i think anya taylor joy is already just such a star i mean she's proven this over and over again whether it be you know something like emma whether it be something like split or um i'm blanking on the edgar wright movie but she is a top star, and I think it'll be interesting to see her in this, you know, epic Mad Max universe as Furiosa. So at number four, I have Abigail. So, of course, like the little girl playing Abigail, but also Catherine Newton and Melissa Barrera. You know, Catherine Newton, I said on Lisa Frankenstein, she's also a star. And Melissa Barrera, she has always been doing good stuff you know, into In the Heights and then the Scream franchise, but seemingly out of that. So interested to see what comes of it, but Abigail looks fantastic. Number three, I have Madam Webb. And let me tell you, we got Dakota Johnson, we got Isabel Merced, and we got Celeste O'Connor. Very excited for all of them. But I will also say I'm very, very excited for... Uh, Sydney Sweeney because Sydney Sweeney she was just you know the lead in Anyone But You she's a major character in now this superhero franchise and she's going to be the lead in a horror film coming out this year called Immaculate so very excited to see you know what happens with this and I think it's going to be you know a very fun movie and Hopefully it won't disappoint people. Like, Sony has been letting people down with live-action stuff, so we'll see. Number two, I have Zendaya, because I could not decide. We have the much-anticipated Dune 2, and then we also have Challengers. So Zendaya is definitely cementing herself, you know, as a lead lady. But number one, because I am 
so excited from this. From Ethan Cohen, we have Driveway Dolls, Margaret Qualley, Jaredine Vaswanen, and I think this movie looks fantastic. I think it looks funny. I think everyone's going to do a good performance. So overall, I think great time. Check it out, Driveway Dolls. But guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. And if you want to tell us what you like, what you don't like about, you know, some of my reviews, or you want to tell us what we need to see, you know, we got a lot of stuff coming out. There's so many ways you can do it, but let me tell you the best ways. Check us out on Instagram or TikTok, a toast to film all one word, or hit me up on Twitter at film underscore toast. And from Trey and myself, we just wish you a good night and good viewing.